Discovering Voices, Building Worlds, The Ampliverse. Welcome to the Autistic Delicatessen. What you eat, what you drink, is your story. So when you eat with awareness, you want to eat what you already think you are. When they're looking at history, looking at our food, there's just so much to bring people together. Come get this love. Come get this love. Welcome or welcome back to the Odyssey Delicatessen. We are your hosts, Warnell and Oni. Our podcast provides a selection of stories from various food personalities and restaurants around the world. Every food tells a story. We are both autistic and love to share a love of food. So what better way to express that is to find guests involved in the food industry and to talk about all things food and their stories. Today, we don't have any special guests. However, it'll be myself and Larnell talking about all things food. So I hope you enjoy this different format for this episode. For once, you'll get to hear our perspectives and our ramblings. So on with the show. <laughs> yes, and there's plenty of it. <laughs> So uh, starting with me first, um, this past weekend, well, as this is recording, actually, I had something interesting because my brother invited my parents and myself to his place. And um, we had like um, some yogurt. It was like a brunch. So we had some yogurt along with some strawberries and some blueberries with that, you know, like a whole setup, also granola too as well, you know, for a brunch. And... My brother also made some French toast burgers, which was very oh, good. That's, yes. a, that's actually sounds really nice, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I put up a post on my Instagram and because um, I had to take a picture of it because he was asking like, oh, would you like to have like a French toast burger? And, you know, because my brother likes to be inventive. He was like that when he was a kid, like my older brother, like probably that's where I had the idea of creativity or I always had like we're both creative people, but, yeah. you know, just you know, when it comes to food, it's like, I always like to try something different. So I thought, oh, okay. All right. And along with that, I think I had some bacon and he said, oh, I could put some like bacon and some eggs on it. And it's like, I thought, mm, no, I'll just have it just like French toast and um, the burger by itself, you know, so we air fried it and it came out really good though. So that was very interesting. Oh, also that night on that Saturday, this past Saturday, I went to an acoustic music set with um, this talented um, blues artist named Damon Fowler. And um, he had two other guitar players, Justin Elms and Chuck Rowley. And uh, it was like a mixture of electric bass and acoustic stuff. And it was outside of this place called Gasparilla Pizzeria and Growlers. Now, don't ask me why it's called Growlers. It's just it's just called that, you know, so you can find them the picture on my Instagram right there. So what I had from there, I had Big Al's breakfast sandwich. It felt like a brunch sandwich, like eggs mixed in with probably some bacon or something else in that. But it was really good, though. I had it along with some fries, though. And also I had some Australia Galico. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but I um, couldn't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. It seems Spanish, like it's right. from Spain or something like that. But anyway, it was like alcohol-free beer, you know. So oh, nice. That was my second alcohol-free thing because before I went out to events in the past and I would have more of like the alcohol-free Heineken. I know mm. like um, offhand only I was telling you that, you know, it was from like actually a rock concert in St. Pete that I went to, to where one of the bartenders was, when I mentioned about do you have any alcohol, not alcoholic drinks? It's like, oh, we have an alcohol-free Heineken. And at first I was kind of like apprehensive to it. It's like, I'm not too sure. But then once I was given that and I tried it, I was like, 
oh, I like this, you know? Yeah. And I remember I put up a post to where it's so much better than that Perrier stuff. Because Perrier is like mineral water. If you ever had Perrier, it does not taste good. In my opinion, it's terrible. You know, so... When it comes to alternatives, if you don't want to drink alcohol, but you don't want to stick yeah. to like orange juice or something boring like that, have kombucha because that's a good alcoholic alternative. And sometimes it feels like you are drinking alcohol, but you're not. There's barely any in it because it's fermented. So it doesn't count, even if it does have something. But it's basically an alternative alcohol-free drink that has different flavors. It has like an interesting, fizzy, distinctive flavor. So that's what I do. If I don't want to drink alcohol for a change, I usually go for kombucha. So, yeah. Yeah, because I find that both with like Australia, the same thing with Heineken is that with that alcohol drink and that alcohol-free beer, they both taste good, though. They both taste really good, though. And it's just like it has that taste to where it doesn't feel like a buzz, but it just feels like you can actually drink it. You yeah, know? it's understandable. It's one of those things where you like the, like the taste and, and not the effect. And some, yeah. a lot of the times it's the opposite. But some people can be a bit of both. It just depends on who or what and when and why. <laughs> yeah, but, but honestly, only I feel like there should be more of that. You know, there should be more alcohol-free beers, alcohol-free drinks. Because it's, who would it- it's slowly growing. I mean, it's actually, no, now it's slowly growing because obviously alternatives were rare, but now they're slowly becoming a thing, which is great. Let's be honest, especially in the UK, socializing and alcohol, alcohol culture is still a problem. Everyone expects you to drink or expects you to drink more. It's not, oh, not drinking is cool, but drinking is cool. If you don't drink, you're a sissy. It's like, no, that's mm. not, that shouldn't be the default, you know? And But that's, yeah. a, oh, that's a no other, other topic. I just thought I'd be pretty straightforward about it because it is a thing. And alcohol-free gives more options for those who don't want to drink much or at all or are teetotal. So (laughs) for myself, my food journey for September, it's pumpkin spice season. So I had it in Starbucks. And I think ever since it first came in the UK, they've made it a lot better. But I do think the cream on top, the vegan one's better. It's less dry. It's more of a, like a cream. There's some nice creamy sweetness to it. It's a really nice vegan cream. And that's one thing I had in the beginning of the month. And also this month is the first time in ages I made mac and cheese. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay, like, okay. I added some bit of bacon, some parsley, some paprika. Didn't have butter at the time, so that was unfortunate. But butter's expensive, so I only oh. get it now and then. I remember I went to Wendy's and I had the Baconator. Like the Baconator to where it was cheese and bacon on the fries. I don't think I've had bacon with mac and cheese, though, but I'm sure they exist here. I recommend it. I honestly recommend it. It's the salty component, but it merges really well, especially if it's like a specific kind of bacon. We usually use smoky back bacon. Oh, Um, okay. (laughs) I'd recommend personally. Um, Uh, Recently, I was out with a friend and they took me to Monterey Jack's. It's like a food chain with sound fried chicken and hot dogs and stuff like that. Yeah. And... It's quite dear. It's not the cheapest place in the world. It's one of the dearer places. So I got a chicken and mac. It's like bits of sound fried chicken, some mac and cheese, some coleslaw and some fries. But I felt rotten because I didn't eat the fries at all. (laughs) I also had a few few onion rings as well. The chicken was really nice. So. (laughs) Ah, okay. So was it chicken fingers or was it actual chicken? Probably bits of chicken. Even the food is expensive, as long as it fills me up, if it's worth the money. I was like filled for, oh, probably four or five hours, ages actually. Um, yeah. I also had a cider, a Scottish cider as well. So <laughs> a Scottish cider. So for those that live in America only, tell people what a Scottish cider is. 
oh, it's just a cider grown in Scotland. Like, yeah, you get British ciders and stuff, but this one's okay. more of a... I can't remember the make of it, and I'm sure it definitely said Scottish in it. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I know what cider you're talking about. You're talking about a drink, right? That's what yes. you're talking about. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, right then. Uh, it's, um, I'm just thinking, because every cider is made differently. Yeah. This one was more of a light, a, a lighter cider, but it was quite nice. It was refreshing in its own way. It's not like bitter like some of the cheaper ones, which I don't mind. I've grown a taste in them. I quite like bitter things. Um, mm. I just wish I remembered what it was called, but it was quite nice. So I'd get it again. I'm usually, if I want to go out to eat somewhere, it's usually somewhere cheaper, like Weatherspoons, Weatherspoons. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I usually get like a Thatcher cider and maybe get pizza. Or if I'm going with my partner, we usually get nachos and some chicken and dip and such. So a little platter for ourselves. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the fact of like you and your partner going out and getting nachos and chicken, because usually that wouldn't be the thing I would think about, you know, when I'm out. Most of the time is we try and budget. Like if, for example, yeah. if we're going to London, most of the times we just buy a nachos to share and then maybe a couple of drinks because London is expensive and it's more higher price range compared to other places. For example, if you buy a Coca-Cola in London compared to outside of London, there is a difference. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's almost like as much as like being in Tampa and going to the downtown areas and how the downtown areas with some of their more localized and very creative restaurants, it's like, oh my gosh, they're up in price. Even like some of the vegan restaurants, it's like, oh, I can't get that, you know? Because I remember like going to Veg Feast up in St. Pete in the past and I had to figure out with my budget, like, okay, what stuff can I get? I had to figure that out. Well, you know? The problem the day, well, not the day, this year, a lot of things have gone up. Cheese, oil, butter, milk. Even McDonald's has raised their price up a little bit. I think it's more like 10p, but it counts. Or if mm. you want more bacon, it's like 50p more now. Or is it <laughs> it's, it's gotten dearer. But no, small things like that, even if it's in smaller places. I mean, the coffee shop I used to go to, they've raised their prices. I mean, I still pay for them. I, I think they're fantastic. But the problem is that everything's getting dearer. Postage is getting dearer. Fares are getting dearer. Power and gas is getting dearer. I mean, everyone who's suffering with cost of living, honestly, I feel for you guys. We're all struggling right now. It's not even funny. I mean, at the moment, you can't see us, but I'm currently wearing a nice red fluffy jumper thing just so I don't turn the heating on because <laughs> that keeps me toasty. <laughs> other than non-alcoholic drinks, I mean, have you tried other drinks lately, such as like maybe smoothies, teas, coffees? just miscellaneous. <laughs> oh oh okay because you mentioned about like some of the more pumpkin spice since we are in the autumn season the fall season yeah yeah um yeah because i had something from duncan which is duncan donuts yeah and i had like a pumpkin type of latte i remember i got that i think i got that with the pdq sandwich and the fries or probably with something different though but that was kind of good because I know like um, Dunkin' at times would have some good drinks though. You know, I don't know if you have a Dunkin' Donuts in the UK. I'm sure you do. Probably. I think we have one and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> one Dunkin' Donuts right it's, here. It's yeah. probably a recent thing. It'll probably eventually grow. It's like Taco Bell. We've only recently yeah. got a Taco Bell. <laughs> and they're slowly growing. I've never tried it, so which is kind of interesting because like Taco Bell has been around for years, but I'm sure it's the same thing with Jollibee in terms of like it's been around in Asia for years, but yeah, now it's coming yeah. into other countries. Yeah, it's so. it's new for us, but it's no one you thinks. So you usually hear it from other countries anyway. But when it comes to a drink, it's definitely the time for our autumn drinks, like hearty soups, hearty seasonal drinks. I mean, if you're a tea fan, it's the season of chai. Have all the chai in the world. If you don't want pumpkin spice or think it's overrated. Chai is the best. Even the like the full on traditional Indian way of making it, like in the pot. Oh man, 
A good chai goes a long way. Not the syrups, not the powders. Even if you don't cook it the traditional way, as long as it's a loose leaf tea, mm. I'm good. Because you get the actual bits of ginger, cardamom and all that. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Only, have you ever had honest tea? Because I remember... I had a peach tea on my birthday, you know, when me and my brother were out, we were at like Armature Works, which here in Tampa, it's in downtown Tampa. There's a like a lot of independent businesses, food businesses, you know, so if you're ever in the Tampa area, definitely check that out. I had the peach tea, the honest tea, and it was okay. It was okay though. Because like sometimes with teas, I like them, but I think it all depends. I think I like a certain type of tea because I go back to the, you're not going to feel comfortable about this the Lipton brisk tea and all that stuff, you know, it was like, it was like that ice cold. It had a nice taste to it. Or just like the, I think it was called a leaf tea. I think it's a, I think it's a brand in the, um, in America or something like that. And it just had like a nice taste to it because I think there was more like sweetening stuff to that, you know? But I think for you, you like the teas that have like additional sweeteners. And even if it's like the Lipton ones, you prefer more like a it's more like a juice than a tea at that point but i know i take the piss at lipton all the time at the end of the day that's what your taste is and i get it i mean if i had the drinks and there was nothing else there i'd drink it as well it's hard to find proper infusions or flavored teas that taste similar to fruit but they do exist and there's one from i don't know if they sell sell them or not from tugboat tea and coffee they have one fusion called sweet tea mm-hmm. and it's one of the sweetest infusions I've ever had proper oh. bits of fruit and stuff. I mean, you don't need to add sugar or anything. And mm-hmm. it's amazing. There is a sweet, well, maybe not a fruity tea, but there is a tea I like. It's not a peppermint infusion. It's actual black tea with peppermint in it. Mm. And you get it from Bird and Blend Tea Company. And it's one of my favorite teas at the moment. I need to restock more. They actually have a place in Glasgow now, so I can just get it in person. They only opened it last year. I was just like, where did, the, where did that come from? So mm-hmm. yeah, they do exist. They're just hard to find. And when you do get fruity infusions that are not tea, don't expect it to taste like exactly like the fruit. And yeah. don't always expect to taste it like mediocre hot juice either. It just depends what you can find, you know? Yeah, because I think like when I first saw it when I was out at Armature Works, and this is not casting this version on Armature Works, there's so many different businesses that, you know, trust me, Oni, if you ever come to Florida and come to downtown Tampa to Armature Works, I'm sure you would like some of their selections there. Yeah, yeah I'm so. sure I would. I always like to try something new, so. Yeah, but anyway, when I saw that tea on display, I thought, oh, this could be good because I had some teas in the past before, but you do have a point in terms of like they were more sweet and like juice, but they still had the tea flavor along with others. But this one, it just, it was a little peach and it was like more of like tea though, but it, it just felt like as much as it had more of the tea taste than the fruit taste, like kind of like the blend right there. And I felt yeah. like, mm, just- you're not, you're no big fan of that. I kind of figured when you were describing it in the beginning and for me, I'd prefer that it's more refreshing and it's the point of that is that you should taste the tea, but it should merge well. But there is some fruity ingredients with tea that don't and it just tastes yeah yeah it's just it's just yeah, it's just, you just have to find a, the right one <laughs> it, it has it has a it has a bitterness you know all stuff, yes you know? Cause, yes because at times like it's almost as much as having the unsweetened drinks or the unsweetened mm-hmm. tea or like I'm not trying to compare but another example like you know perrier and the more minimal water stuff the seltzer water it's just that's just not good you know it's like i've tried different ones and it's just like i can't that's why when I post up stuff sometimes on my Instagram about the drinks when it comes to, you know, more of like the non-alcoholic Heineken, I honestly think in myself, like going back to that, I think that 
maybe Heineken should be in competition with Perrier. And if that's the case, I hope they crush them, you know, because it's just like Perrier and their mineral water, for some reason, I feel like they should learn from Heineken because Heineken, like the non-alcoholic stuff to me is the stuff that can have. I like that. It gives me, to me, like an alternative to like the mineral water stuff. Real quick, going back to the honest tea stuff. I've had had good stuff from that company in the past, though, but I just feel like with the peach tea, my opinion is they should have did better with the mixing with the taste right there, you know, because right there, it just felt more of like tea and a little bit of peach in there. And I just didn't feel much of the peach taste or it felt like kind of bitter with that, in my yeah, opinion. That's fair. That's fair. Some places do more peach flavor. Other places do more tea flavor. It just depends. It just depends how to do it really everywhere. It's different. So... Um, let me mention this too. Also on my birthday, I told you this offhand, but um, I had the Korean Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, you did mention that before to me. Um, but yeah, Korean Philly cheesesteak, that's a weird sounding one. It kind of depends on when you have the current trend that everything has to be Korean barbecue or spicy Korean. I mean, KFC is doing a limited Korean spicy wrap at the moment in the UK. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, really? Yeah. At KFC is doing that in the UK. I haven't heard that in the US. <laughs> I guess just a, I think it's just a little UK thing. Know how there's like different regional things. I can't remember. I think I'm, I'm sure it's Korean spicy. I don't remember it saying Korean barbecue. It's definitely Korean. Huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> man, but I don't know what it is, but probably the food manufacturers in like for KFC in the UK probably just have because it's interesting how like certain fast food chains in the UK has stuff before the US. So it's kind of like. I don't know what it is, but probably they're doing a test run with the UK before they bring it out to the US. It's like the equivalent of like McDonald's having the McVegan before they bring the McVegan over to, you know. Or... We kind of done that. We actually had a, tr- we did a trial. Um, yes. Although we don't call it the McVegan. We call it the McPlant. Oh, McPlant. But it's, okay, it's a, it sounds like, a, I know it sounds like a knock. It sounds like a rip off Tony Hawk's move or something. McPlant. <laughs> <laughs> twist. But no, yes. um, yeah, they've done a trial run for a while and that's um, permanent. And I've tried the McPlant. I think it's quite nice. It does the, the signature McDonald's cheeseburger thing, though. You eat it and you're still hungry. <laughs> uh, I would mention, I don't know if you have like this for like the UK Burger Kings, but, you know, I mentioned this also too. There's the Impossible Whopper. And I remember they did a trial here in the US. Well, before like Burger King would have the veggie burgers and they were okay and all that stuff, you know, but the Impossible Whopper, that's like plant-based. That's yeah. really good though. I know? don't that's know if we have the Impossible Whopper, but we do have the Vegan Royale, which is like the Chicken Royale, but a vegan version that's not chicken. Oh, oh at, at your Burger King in the UK? Yes. Okay. So that's kind of like, you know, Impossible Whopper here in the US, so. Aye, I think it's a bit different, but there, it is a vegan option at least. Back to Korean, you were talking about <laughs> your Korean Philly cheesesteak? Yeah, yeah. I just thought like it had such a good taste though, you know, it was hot, but it had such a good taste like with like the cheesesteak and more of like the Korean beef right there, mm-hmm. you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, like just like I was tell- telling you earlier only how like the same way how my brother made the um, fringe toast burger. It was more of like, I like the creativity of it. Mm-hmm. I like the whole like fusion thing because it was something different, you know, because I've had Philly cheesesteaks before and I've never had it with Korean beef and all. So, so I thought like, okay, this is the first time I can actually taste it, but I highly recommend that. Mm-hmm. I forgot right now what the name was from like Armature Works because again, Armature Works has an assortment of all these different types of independent restaurants, Fair. but it was from a good stand though. And, all okay. stuff. and when, I, when I saw that, when that caught my eye, I was like, oh, I got to have that. <laughs> so I, was like, I, I, I definitely think they're catching on to the whole Korean is trendy thing. I mean, a lot of people don't think about this about Korea, well, South Korea. Koreans love their spicy foods and they can go absolute ape with their oh, spices. Okay. They have their Goku, um, is it uh, Goku Chang? Um, there's like a chili paste 
but they also make bulldak, which is fire chicken. And I don't mean oh. the, I don't mean the noodles. I mean the actual bulldak is fire chicken. It's like a proper red sauce, and they put cheese on top to chill it down. But it's absolutely really really hot. I'd love to oh. try the real thing. Oh oh, and and speaking of that, that's what I felt when I ate that. You know, it's like you know yeah. there was some peppers in it, so there was like a little spiciness to it. You know, but yeah. it still was good though. You know, even yeah. though I'm not really so much into. I think we I get should... the toned down version. I mean, I've tried yeah. some. I've tried this. Uh, Panku, um, okay. but it's like a sushi and it's like a sushi place, but it's yeah. in takeaway. It's usually like a takeaway. There's usually it's in Asda and stuff, which is our supermarket, mm. and they do like Korean, Japanese, and is it Vietnamese? I can't even mind. But the Korean chicken, it's more flavorful and saucy than spicy for Korea and Korean stuff. It should be spicy. Korean loves their spice. If they want more unami, it should be mm. more Japanese. Chinese has a distinctive flavors as well. Uh, Vietnamese, I couldn't tell you. Although I have noticed there's a sudden growth of Vietnamese restaurants in Glasgow. I mean, there's a mm. few Korean ones coming that just came recently. I've not tried okay. them. I just saw them pop up. So Korean food is trending. Vietnamese oh. food's trending. Apparently Vietnamese food can be very healthy. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like if you ever go to a Vietnamese restaurant, I remember when I used to live in South Florida, I went to a Vietnamese restaurant and I had this pho. Like I had pho. pho. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and pho was good, you know, because again, like usually when I have Asian foods, it'll mostly be like Japanese or Chinese. I had something from like a Thai restaurant in the past, yeah. like one of those soups though, you know, which was interesting though. But Vietnamese, like, I feel like I need to like go to one again because like I only went to one restaurant, but it's just like, there's plenty, like even out here in Luton and Tampa, there's like some Asian restaurants, but it's like, it's funny, like most of the Asian restaurants you would see would be either Japanese or Chinese. Like those are the bigger ones, you know, because Vietnamese, you can see one, you can see one or something like that. But it's, it's interesting how in the UK they're starting to embrace that. Now, the Korean stuff, like, look, I've heard about Korean barbecue stuff for some years. So I think, like, maybe the UK is probably catching up, though, because when I was yeah. in South Florida, there was a Korean barbecue restaurant, like, yeah. you know, along with there being a Japanese and Chinese restaurant, though. So it's just, or a Cuban or and Venezuelan, you yeah. know. I, love, I, I, I just love I just love mixing pot cultures of foods and Koreans love their spice and they love their meat so hey and their soju yeah. <laughs> they, they love the drink <laughs> they really do oh, oh wow like um because I wonder like um do you know if they like I don't want to put Asian culture with other Asian culture but um do you know if like Koreans like to drink more than Japanese or Chinese um, people I don't know but I do follow a few Korean campers on YouTube and I think it's more of a relaxing thing even if they do drink a lot sometimes i think it's more of a, a socializing thing but a relaxing thing but anyone who's korean can tell me otherwise i'm just uh, assuming from what i've seen but uh, i feel i follow a few campers um jojo rerang on air and big body and mm. they like to drink a lot they like to drink like a can or two and just enjoy their food that they make while they're camping or what they buy in advance it's just fun to see but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode of us talking about food and random things and hope we will have more special guests coming soon. <laughs> Definitely. And also, if you want to check out more of our past shows, you can go to theampliverse.com slash d-autistic-delicatessen. And also, we have a YouTube page where you can subscribe, check out all the shows and know when our YouTube episodes will come out next. And also, check out Batsauce's content as he provides all our music at Batsauce bandcamp.com and some of his contents also in fullplate.bandcamp.com and until next time what you eat what you drink is your story Bye.
Oh, 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 oh,